One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Sam, the sun is shining here, the air feels cleaner and fresher and crisper, my hair is shinier, my Mm. nose is wetter, I think (laughs) I've grown by at least three quarters of an inch. Because my posture is suddenly just straighter. Your gums are healthier. My gums are You can see just from looking at me, yeah. my gums are healthier. Yeah, good, healthy gums. My you know. tits are firmer. Yeah. Everything is incredible because Sunderland have finally ended their 48-year drought at Wembley with the Papa John's trophy. Oh, my oh, God, it was so now. good. Oh, I've just had a big fucking grin on my face ever since five was to it, five or was, whenever it was yesterday when it was finished. Was it tense? Did you watch it with your lad? Yeah, and my mum and dad as well. They came round as well. Cause, oh, uh, I that's watched, great. I, I watched our last Wembley victory with them in 1973 when I was 10 <laughs> months old. But, um, well, actually, I watched some of that one because uh, me, uh, me nana had, uh, walked me round the block in my pram because everyone was shouting at the telly, and I got a bit, I got spooked. Upset. And I started crying, mm. so I yeah. had to be taken from the room and uh, walk around the block. But I watched all of this one, and yeah, oh god, it was tense. The match itself, if anyone saw it, oh god, it was dog shit. Oh, it was so was bad. It? Oh Jesus Christ, it was. I mean, try so me with you, a. You weren't dominant throughout. It wasn't like oh, at no we're point. Win this. At no point, try me with a better right. footballing team. I mean, our really? fr- friend of the show, Nigel Adderley, the commentator, I was yeah. chatting with him on Twitter yesterday because he's a Tranmere fan. And I said, you know, you played the better football by far. They, they had more um, attacking purpose and all that kind of thing. They looked more confident mm. and we, we'd never got out of our shell. But we had one moment of genius from um, Aidan McGeady who played this beautiful defence splitting ball along the ground for, for uh, Lyndon Gooch to, to go on and score the only goal of the game. Uh, and we defended really well, and that was about it. It was a dog shit match, but we won the silver. We won the pizza cup. It's it's going to really, pizza Europe now. It's it's a weird feeling when you've waited that long for a trophy, and when it comes, it's played in a fucking empty Wembley. It's frustrating, isn't it? I but, said this. I said this months and months ago. I thought this is how it would go down. That yeah. if it, if that's what it takes to end the forty-eight year, uh, you know, our ninth attempt at winning at Wembley. If that's what it takes, then then so be it. We'll just try and get there again another time in the future. It's like West Ham are having probably the best season they've had, certainly in the Premier League yeah. ever. And it's happening yeah. without us being there. But, sign of getting old, I'm like, ah, oh, lovely not being there. <laughs> <laughs> but this is it. This is it. Me, me, me and my son now, we've got a, a little match day tradition that we always have a nice bit of cake when we watch the match yeah. on the telly Beautiful. whenever we watch us play. 
We have the taste of the difference, Sainsbury's, uh, either the, the Belgian chocolate one, which I think you're a, you're a fan of. You've had that yeah. one, haven't you? Or the, uh, the Victoria Sponge, mm. which I'm currently into. So we have some of that instead of actually going to the match. Yeah, it's good. I was going to say, though, the last time yeah, West Ham I mean, had a really great season, though, was that season when 86. there was a TV blackout in the mid-80s, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. So you missed that, what that was in a way as well. that was, we'd signed Frank McAvenny from St Mirren, <laughs> and obviously no one had heard of him, right? Yeah. And all we saw was on Teletext... <laughs> Just was a wee <laughs> called McAvenny just kept scoring because yeah. we watched the first half of the season just on teletext and yeah. every week we were winning and every week it said McAvenny and you're a bit like who's this cunt right <laughs> we, we'd actually signed him as a midfielder and had had to convert him really? early doors to a striker right. because Paul Goddard got injured so it was sort of exciting because there was a big reveal when the football came back towards the end of that season, didn't it? Yeah. And there was there was a big reveal. It's like, oh, and and you can imagine we were like, oh my god, he's gorgeous because <laughs> I'd seen some I'd seen some the, grainy were, newspaper photos of him, but say, they didn't the, do justice to his blonde hair. Well, the newspapers blacked out as well. Was nobody allowed to see anything? Because the newspapers no, were all saw, black and white then, weren't they? They were black and white, and it was pretty inky and smudgy. Yeah. You know. And, Bra- and and Frank McAvenny, what really made him special was his pl- platinum blonde curly locks, you know? Yeah. And uh, you didn't have any sense of that. And then when you fucking finally saw it, you thought, Jesus. And then, um, actually, I must watch this on YouTube. Then he turned up on fucking Wogan. He was such a goal scoring sensation. <laughs> fucking Wogan booked him. And like, I was a I'll kid, like, him on the telly. Up. <laughs> Our striker is on fucking Wogan. It, that was a proper eight cunts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the walk on on Wogan. Um, yeah. By the way, don't send us Nick Cage coming on to Wogan again. No, but, I'll never uh, see that ever again. <laughs> right. But the walk on is always sort of funny, isn't it? Because it's yeah, every yeah, time yeah. it's an it's a basically it's a compilation of all right cunts. It's a long walk as well. Can you imagine doing it? Yeah. It's a long walk. I bet it feels like 10 minutes doing that. Five second walk across the stage. It must have been. I mean, to be yeah. fair, it must have been a fucking slow day at Wogan for them to have booked Frank was, McAvenny. Was, Why don't was, you get that he, West Ham striker? Was he wearing? I'm trying to imagine. Was he wearing a silver suit, white socks, and loafers? Yeah, that kind of feels like what he'd look like. He might as well have fucking driven in in a fucking Ford Capri. Oi, oi. <laughs> driven onto the set in a Ford Capri, blaring out a bit of Vandross. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, so those were those so, were good times. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's just a shame that the good times are coming to our clubs without us being there. But yeah, it's so lovely being in. I miss only I, what I miss is away games, right? Yeah, because away games are a fucking great laugh, right? Yeah. And there's a proper atmosphere, proper bit of excitement. Home games, a grind, mm-hmm. especially if you play in the fucking Thunderdome at bloody Stratford like West Ham do, where you have to walk through some sort of soulless concrete dystopia for what feels like four <laughs> hours before you get to your seat. Before you reach I the I mean, it's like, it's fucking awful. Uh, uh-huh. And it's it, and, and a grind is the right fucking description. It's a grind, right? Yeah. And I don't know if they do this at Stadium of Light, but these days as well, you've got to factor in the fact that when you get there, it's not like you just rock up to the turnstile minute before mm. kickoff and click clack through, click clack, click mm. clack, click clack. Right? You get you get 
fucking these huge crowds come from the station like ants fucking hours it takes us to fucking march right through all this concrete concourse and then finally they funnel you between those sorts of metal fences that police are always putting up all over the place right into a security zone right which is Mm. like airport security and they're dealing with 60,000 cunts right 60,000 people and they've got a bunch of dopes right who just most of them just look like work experience in yellow jackets and they all do the whole fucking pat down they've got the electronic like that we don't do that we don't have that Every single person who walks into the fucking London Stadium yeah. gets fully checked like that. You're going... I mean, it'll only be an amount of time for they have you taking your fucking shoes off like at the airport. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't... That only ever happened once we, we went to Manchester United away and we got searched there. But mm. it's never happened... Uh, it might have happened once after there was some kind of fucking bomb somewhere in Britain. So for a week, mm. they did the pat down. Yeah. And then that was it, and then ah, stopped again. We've done it for a week. There weren't yeah, any bombs uh, so far, so I, I, I think, think the threat's any, passed. Uh, <laughs> if the terrorists were going to strike, they would have done it the week after. I don't think they'll do it again. <laughs> so they're not going to do it now. No. <laughs> we'll not bother with well, the No down. one can say we didn't do our due diligence. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we fucking... I mean, I know we're League One, so the crowd's down a bit. We'll still get about 30,000 in, but we just turn up and uh, I, I get a, a hot pork sandwich from the hot pork sandwich van mm. oh, across the road from the stadium. I'm really missing that, I've got to tell you that. Um, uh, and then we queue and get in, and we get in for it five to three, just sit down. But oh, It's a fucking nightmare at West Ham. But what I miss is away games, and not to your old Traffords or Anfields or whatever. I miss going to places like the fucking Hawthorns, right? Yeah. Just like, little away days where you've got mm. a scruffy little away in that you pack out and your fans are all singing because everyone's more up for it. The yeah. fans at home games are like, oh, here we are again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, same old fucking faces. Right? <laughs> same old well, shit. when you're away, it's probably like, oh, hey! yeah. you know, you want to represent. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I used to have an away season ticket um, for a few years, and it was fucking brilliant, right? Mm. And I think I might do that again when I get They back. still do them, do they? Yeah. Yeah, but it can't be an either or. That's the thing. You can't just go, I want an away season ticket, not a home ticket. You can only get an away season ticket if you if have you a home, home season right. ticket. Right. So I'm it's just going to have to fucking... Um, and and they'll, they'll have to be one for the boy as well. So it's, yeah, of course. The way an away season ticket works is not like a a season ticket. You don't get um, you don't get any uh, what you call it um, discount. You just what you do is you you sign up. You give them your credit card details. Give us all your as, money. And as soon as away tickets go on sale, they send you the first one. So they send you like the best yeah. seats sort of thing. Yeah. And that's it. So you just pay full price throughout the season. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, everything. if you're going to like Chelsea or Arsenal, it's like 80 quid. Yeah, so exactly. It's a big well, outlay. I mean, I mean, the last time I had it, I didn't have kids, put it that way. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm thinking now. I, like My boy's nearly 14, so he's getting to the age where he'd want to do a weird days. And I'd want to mm. do them as well. But he goes to like a drama club on a Saturday lunchtime. So mm. 
he's going to need to quit that. But I don't want him to quit that because it's good. It's fun. He enjoys it. Good for his confidence and his creativity and all that sort of thing. Still, and most games down in. He, he socialises with his pals. Surely that's got to be yeah. better than. than it's better than going to Sunderland away. To Barnsley. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Assuming we get promoted, which that's that's not a fucking done deal yeah. either. But yeah, um, but I think League I, I was thinking, One did the most games on Saturdays still for you. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're Saturday three pm, pretty much everything, and then mm. midweek mm. games. Um, but I mean, I was I was just thinking because we know we've got this new twenty three year old owner who oh, yeah. was there yesterday, Kirill Louis Dreyfus or KLD as we call him, um, and it, it, Dookie it, Hauser it, MD. They, they cut away to a, a shot of him sitting in the stand yesterday during the match, and he's looking down at his phone. Of course he is. He's twenty three. Of course he is. <laughs> yeah, he's on the Instagram. He's on the TikToks. Yeah, of course yeah. he is. But Lol at got- my football club, Ruffle. But he's got a shitload of money, and his dad ran Marseille, so I think he knows what he's doing, and he's into it. And apparently, he's pretty decent at the head tennis because he gets on the training ground. He might even get on the bench. He's I don't good know. At the head tennis, you see, he that's might, a good. He sign. might even get in the the match day eighteen. I don't know. But I was just thinking, we could have someone here who's a got money, b got the wherewithal to actually do it properly. What needs to be done, mm. and I thought. In all the time I've supported Sunderland, 43 years, let's say, going back to the age of five, I can only think of about 18 months when we've had somebody with both of those... Money uh, and know-how. ...characteristics. Money and know-how. And it was when Niall Quinn was running things for a bit. He had an yeah. Irish consortium of um, yeah. horse racehorse owners and builders and all yeah. this sort of thing, and that was great. Yeah. But then they ran out of money. <laughs> the, the, the Irish economy, which was the tiger economy, I think they were calling it at the time, that collapsed. And then he sold it to the American billionaire, Ellis Short, who had the money, but had no fucking idea how to run a football club. So we've I just... imagine in the fact that there is a bit of an Irish connection between Sunderland and, and the Irish. Um, Martin O'Neill is an Ireland fan. Martin He's a O'Neill, Sunderland fan. Mar- yeah, Martin O'Neill was a Sunderland That all goes back to a player we had a centre-back uh, in the 60s called Charlie Hurley, who was right. an Irish player. And I think he played for Millwall as well. Sorry about that, Sam, before he came to us. Um, mm. But he was an Ireland national and he, he regularly gets voted as Sunderland's player of the century because anyone who saw Charlie <laughs> Hurley play never forgets yeah. it. He was a brilliant, brilliant player, apparently. Great name, it's one Charlie of those Hurley, things, isn't it? It's one of those things that's in the mists of time. Do you know what I mean? It's just a yeah. given the chance. I was born in 70 th- 72, but I'll say, oh, Charlie Hurley was easily our best player ever. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what <laughs> yeah. I've been told. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's the Irish connection, I think, and that's where Martin O'Neill became a fan. But there's no major big connection. But yeah, it looks like we might be in a position where, for the first time, we've got we've either had someone who's had the, had the best interest of the club at heart, but but no money, or someone with money and absolutely no fucking idea what to do with it. So this mm. time, it might be that. that Perfect well, if you go up this season so. and the form suggests that you you will, yeah. then you could just be one of those, just carry the momentum in one That's season in the championship. Bang! That's the thing. We're back, cunts. Thing is, as well, I think clubs are going to be shedding players left, right and centre this summer because they can't afford to keep them. Mm. Especially in the lower leagues. We've got players who are... We've got Charlie Wyke, who's our top scorer, 21 league goals this season. I think he's on now. He's at a contract at the end of the season. We haven't renewed his contract because everyone's just... Playing, um, playing them off and seeing, you know, which league we're going to be in, how much money mm. we're going to have, because there's just no money at all. 
I think clubs might start collapsing over the next twelve months on the back yeah. of the COVID thing. I think I, I think they they're, they're going along properly on the bones of their arsenal. I think we might see some clubs go to the wall, go into extinction, or you know get picked up for a song by. Um, yeah, I think the Premier analysts. League clubs are protected by the TV money, but mm. outside the Premier League, there might even be one or two Premier League clubs that get into deep shit. I think, I really do think that because mm. you know you don't get into football to make a profit if you're running a club. So, but we'll see. So, hey, football podcast, How football about that? chat, football chat. That was we a lovely well, football chat. We, we might as well before we move away from football, just update the. Uh, the prediction league from the weekend, Sam. Mm. Um, as you know, I, I, I forged a comeback of sorts last week. You did. And I got to within 12 points of you. Well, I got two points at the weekend and you got seven. So you've Ooh. just responded to uh, that threat brilliantly. Yeah, well, that shows character, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, that's the thing. That's what that's what I've got as a predictor, is I've got yeah. character. Hats off to you. Um, Hats off to you. You know, I know that there will be rocky times. Of course there will mm. be. But when they when they happen, I don't let them knock me down on my ass. I keep going. Well, was, I keep predicting. It was, it was the first two matches you predicted at the weekend. Newcastle Villa 1-1. One, one. Southampton Brighton 2-1 Brighton. There were your two three-pointers. You just... Oh. You know, that was it. Bang, I just bang. said... I, yeah. I said, I've closed the gap by seven points. And you went, right, here we go. And he just knocked right, out a lads. couple of three-pointers. And do you know what I said to myself in the mirror? I said, we go again. Yeah, exactly. And he's hit some form. We've had a few bad weeks. We go again, lads. Yeah. I'm and that's not what gonna, we did. I'm not going to sit here and lick my wounds. All I can say is you've, you, no. you've just proven yourself. I'm, I'm particularly it's... pleased. When I spotted it, I was particularly pleased about getting bright in Southampton because I thought that was a... Newcastle Villa 1-0. Yeah, it's a bit of a kind of... But the Southampton... Brighton away at Southampton, I was proud of that. Gut feeling I, that was. I think I scoffed at you when you predicted you did. that. That was, a, that was what I call a super prediction. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, a few times a season, you get someone pulls off a super prediction and that was one of the times it's happened. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Jalapeño. At the end of the season, we're going to do super prediction of the season, right? Yeah. And we'll cut that. We'll cut together. We'll clip out predictions, correct yeah. predictions that both of us have made through the season, and we'll, people will be able to vote by text. The texts yeah. are going to cost a pound, right? I'm going to set this up, <laughs> and as we go through each super prediction, we'll go. And uh, choice E is mm. Andy predicting an improbable victory for <laughs> for West Bromwich Albion. <laughs> <laughs> against Liverpool in March and then it'll be the lightning seeds I bet actually they haven't used that track in years but I only think of that track when I think yeah, of, of any sort of compilation I think they brought it back due to popular demand mm. a few years ago I don't know what they're using now we've got to but, start using um, that track on this podcast in some capacity yeah um <laughs> I mean, every time someone wins the league, there's always one result where you go, "Yeah, that's it. They've, they've got it now." You know, mm. that's the one that's gonna. That's set, You're talking set. about when Man United came back against Sheffield Wednesday, yes, and time. Uh, Brian yeah. Kidd and Alex Ferguson ran onto the pitch and a bit dancing. Of a dance on the pitch, yeah. Two headers from Steve Bruce. Yes, one of them, and that's what you've done there with Southampton mm. one Brighton two because you know it was sure a watershed. Wasn't. It was a watershed prediction. Yeah. However, don't lure me into complacency. There's still several predictions to come. And mm-hmm. until I am mathematically uncatchable at the top, right, <laughs> I'm just going to get my head down. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to focus on the basics. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just going to predict, predict, predict. And, and the other thing is that I always say to myself in the mirror when I give myself a predicting pep talk, it's like, you can only predict the game in front of you. You can only predict what's in front of you. Yeah, exactly. You can't think. Yeah. You can't think six predictions down the line, mate. No, you've got to predict what's in front of you. And you can't practice with with you know mock predictions. You can't it's not use well, a you fixture. Can, but it's never the same. You, you can't use a fixture generator and randomly predict matches that aren't going to happen. You, what's you the point can't of that? Create the actual prediction atmosphere of when you're on top flight time machine you are recording you are looking at your opponent you Mm. in the eye you know that result spot is there listening right and you know that the listeners are listening and you've just got to fucking predict you say some numbers yeah yeah you you cannot fucking shit yourself yeah you cannot shit your pants you cannot shit your pants as we've taken to saying Yeah, um, while uh, we're talking about fleecing the listeners <clears throat> with pound a pound charge for a text, it's Brown John on Thursday. It's our first oh. video live stream, Thursday evening, 7pm. Um, you can get tickets uh, uh, listed on uh, our event, website. Right. Uh, your link is on our website, yeah. Um, or you can no, just no, go straight Twitter, to Eventbrite. And, and yeah, the link's on Twitter. Um, yeah. A couple of things we're going to need... A bit of interaction yeah. from some mm. of the uh, viewers. Because it'll be interaction be, not rich. 
It'll will be rich, be. won't it? Uh, we we did originally advertise on the little little graphic that we did rig ratings, which I don't think we're going to do now. But what we're going to nah. do is um, show us it, and mm. we want which is like to a do, rig rating. It's kind of it's on a smaller scale. It's a show and tell kind of uh, scenario, and we want you to uh, have something with you if you want to show us it, something that's very dear to you or special or unique, something that's close to your heart, not a bodily part. You won't be allowed on screen if you're going to show us a bodily part. Um, but if you want to come on, you might be selected to show us it and we will rate it. You can discuss it with us, tell us what it is, what it means to you, and we will rate it accordingly. Uh, and if that's not high-quality content, I don't know what is. It's like a combination between Antiques Roadshow, the repair shop, and through the keyhole, right? You bring you you give us a portal into mm. your personal life via one item, portal. and we will not yeah. give you a we will not give you a financial valuation. Although in some cases maybe we might we actually maybe we will we will we just simply make, rate we it. Might, we might even make an offer. You know what I mean? We yeah. might yeah. even if try really and buy good, it off might, you. Yeah, we might. You just don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> and that's the beauty of Brown John. It's a live format, right? It yeah. is fully interactive. You have the opportunity throughout the night, um, mm-hmm. in in ways in which we will tell you on the night, to come on air with us and interact with us, Andy and Sam, human beings. Right, uh, the whole thing will come to life, and anything can happen. You yeah. may find yourself having us buy your cheese plant off of you. You we, just don't know. I mean, sure, it might quite quickly turn into sell us it. We might actively. Yeah. Try and buy whatever you show us. We're also going to be doing... So, listen, if you want to show us it, we email us at contact at tftimemachine.com because uh, yep. we would like to arrange that part. In a, if we know that you're up for it and you've mm-hmm. got a particular item you'd like to show us, then nominate yourself before Thursday. Yep. Uh, obviously, you'll need a ticket. If not, it'll be madness. <clears throat> um, and <laughs> that, let us know and we'll line it up. We'll get our, our super producer to yeah. uh, get you on air at the at the right time. So get in touch about that. One thing you don't have to get in touch about in advance, but you might want to start thinking about, is we will be doing speed life logistics live. Yeah. Right? That's the other so thing it's like from speed, you. Yeah. Da- it's like speed dating, but it's speed mm. life logistics. So you will come on air, you will mm. tell us your life logistical problem, you will keep it fucking brief. Oh, right? Jesus, don't yeah. start trying to big up your role, because we know that you'll do that sometimes, Right. Give us your problem, and we will, at speed, give you a solution, yeah? And one of the reasons we're doing it as Speed Life Logistics is we want to speak to as many of you as possible on the night. So if you've got a logistical issue that you need us to discuss or solve for you, get thinking about it, um, because we will do that during the show. And there's that and loads more. This is not going to be some bullshit thing. This is going to be loads of content, loads of new items, some of your favourite features and characters. It's going to be knockout. If you haven't got your ticket yet, fucking get it now. Yeah, it's going to be Top Flight Time Machine in a new dimension. The visual dimension. dimension. Yeah. Um, You said, Sam, that you'd been trawling through Cameo again. Well, it was Mother's Day, wasn't it? (laughs) Um, And uh, it it was Mother's Day massive opportunity for cameo um and we've got a group that sort of a family whatsapp group that started at the beginning of 
the COVID crisis last year. And now there's fucking loads of people on it. Um, you know, all my all my brothers and sisters, all their mm. other halves, most of the kids, which has had to make, mean that we've all had to uh, change the, um, you know, dynamics. The, yeah, the, the uh, content. The, and the content, yeah. because my daughter's on it. Anyway. PG. It's got to be a bit P- PG. My mum, right... She's got five kids. We're all on the group. Do you know what she did at fucking about 7am yesterday morning? I woke up mm. at about 8 and saw it. She had put a message on the group saying Happy Mother's Day, right? Oh. Well, I, I just replied Hopefully. all. I just replied. I just wrote, bit fucking needy, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, you're supposed to wait for us. It's like she's woken yeah, up exactly. at 7 o'clock. There's no messages yet. She'll better fucking remind them. <laughs> And she's like, oh, I meant it to all the other mums on the thread. I was like, yeah, of course you fucking did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I went thirsty. down there I think with they call my it thirsty, Sam. They call yeah. it thirsty. Thirst she trap. Was fu- she was very thirsty. And I thought, I told her, I said, I thought it was undignified, to be honest, mum. <laughs> you um, ruined the dip. And she was like, oh, fuck off. Right. <laughs> Mind you. On what was it the other night she texted me just saying I can't remember if I told you this I just got a text from her quite late at night going just in case you didn't know tomorrow is National Cunt Day <laughs> I think it was last Tuesday it was like National Cunt Day oh, was that and thing? I went oh, I said I better get yeah I said I better get a few cards ready then she went I've already got about fucking 50 written <laughs> <laughs> dear cunt Happy cunt day. Happy cunt day. Right. Anyway, I thought it was a bit thirsty of her. I went round. Uh, QPR tourist legend Castellani came down from his new country estate that he has Oh, withdra- yeah, of course. He's withdrawn from public life. He came into town um, for the day, did he? he? He came up to, yeah, he came up town and met me and we walked over to my mum's. <laughs> Gave me a chance to. He gave him. It gave me a chance to hear on what he'd been up to in the countryside. Yeah, <laughs> which is quite good. Is that a separate um, episode? Yeah, it's a separate episode. Updates from the country. A country <laughs> squire's diary by QPR terrace legend Castellani. <laughs> he just needs to start his own podcast, and he's just made it. Oh, it'd be this fucking is... brilliant. God. Uh, he. Uh, Oh, actually, there is a funny one that did happen to him. He's got himself an electric car, yeah? Right. Modern. Not a toy yeah. one, one you actually drive about in. Yeah, he rocked yeah, yeah. up in it yesterday, yeah. right? And I said, fucking hell, I didn't realise it could go long journeys. He went, yeah, no problem. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise it could go long journeys. You just think they do like 12 miles, and then they yeah. cop out. <laughs> yeah, I thought, fucking hell, on the motorway. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you just have to... He goes, you get two and a half hours out of a full battery charge, Right. He fucking told me that he'd driven to Cornwall, but the the sat nav, the inbuilt sat nav, tells you, right, mm. this is when you're going to run out, but this is where your nearest charging station is, and it will guide yeah. you to the nearest charging station before you run out, right? You just take your hands off mis- the wheel, and it just takes you there. Yeah, he miscalculated, <laughs> right? And it was oh. something like he he had he had five miles of battery left but there was six miles to the nearest charging station. He was in Somerset on his way back from Cornwall. He dropped off his mate in Somerset. And he was like, ah, they've got to give you... It's a new car, so he wasn't yet familiar with it. He was like, they've got right. to give you a fucking... Uh, they've got to give you a miles grace. You know, like with petrol, you like, never like believe petrol, it. Yeah. 
When yeah. it says it's at the bottom, you think, ah, oh, I could do another fucking 100 miles in this before it properly cooks <laughs> out, right? He thought it was the same with batteries, yeah. right? Listen to this. <laughs> he fucking got to the petrol station, but on the way it kept stopping dead. But he worked out that it would stop, he would leave it five minutes, then he would press the start button again, and it would start, and he'd be able to go for a bit further. And he spluttered. <laughs> he sputtered along like this. He, he said it it stopped about three, four times, but he finally managed to get to the petrol station that had the charging thing. He yeah. drove into the, you know, the fucking, into the station, right? And mm. it conked out one last thing just as he'd driven onto the concourse, right? Yeah. Just as he'd driven onto it. And he thought, fine, the... um. <laughs> He could see the chargers, right? Like 100 mm-hmm. yards, 200 yards away on the other side of the petrol station. And he went, five, I ain't got 200 yards to go. I'll wait five minutes, do the old wait five minutes, press, press the, the button. button again. Wait five minutes, press the button. No joy. <laughs> wait another five minutes, press the button. No fucking joy, right? So then he thought, I'll push the cunt over there. Gets out. Yeah. Apparently, the cars are fucking double heavy because they carry these massive fucking batteries in them, right? Oh, right. I thought they'd just be light because they've got no petrol no. in them. No. No, this is like a four-wheel drive one. He's got an Audi one, right? It's a Jesus. big fucking car. Yeah. And he's like, there was no fucking pushing it. And I said, so what'd you do? He goes, I had to call the AA, didn't I? I went, you're fucking joking. got 200 yards. He went, I waited for an hour. The AA turned up. They winched the car up onto the back of their truck. They drove it 200 yards across the petrol station. <laughs> then they let me back off. And then I had to charge it. I went, fucking hell. Were you humiliated? Did they laugh? He went, nah, just one of those silent AA men who don't say anything. They just do oh, it the and then kind. fuck off. Right. Yeah. And I said, oh, God, that is humiliating, mate. And he was like, yeah. The worst thing was it was Friday night. He goes, so we usually get a takeaway curry. He went, and mm. the takeaway curry was already at my house but I had to charge oh. the car then for an hour and a half. So I had to sit in the car on Friday night, let's charge knowing off. that the curry was going cold. Oh. He went, and I had to have a scotch egg and a packet of quavers in the car on my own. <laughs> I went, mate, this is not a good advertisement for electric cars. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it make you think twice. It's not a good advertisement for your brother. But, um, would the, I mean, would the extension cable not have stretched out 200 yards? Does that, is that how these work? Nah. I don't know. I mean, I said 200 yards. All I know is he could see it. Mm. And that was the thing that killed him, is that he could fucking see it and he couldn't get to it. I mean, he could have walked to the, the petrol station and bought a can and got some petrol if it was petrol, couldn't he? But you can't put electricity yeah, exactly. in a you can. You can't do that with electricity. And I said, isn't there a, mo- a portable charger like you get for mobile phones? Yeah. So the old fucking problem is these batteries are gigantic. Right. I mean, in time, they'll get smaller, won't they? They'll come and down, yeah. Like it'll be else. easy. Yeah. He said, if there was a battery that was small enough to carry around in your car, he goes, you'd plug it in and it would probably get you about mm. 10 fucking yards. Yeah. So anyway. I mean, but but you know, curries are always best reheated anyway. So that's that. Yeah, so. but he had his scotch egg. And, I mean, to be honest, I don't eat scotch eggs anymore. But scotch egg and a packet of quavers in the car on a Friday night doesn't sound of, uh, like the worst yeah, Friday night out. A bit of solitary time. Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, does stick it? the radio yeah. on. Lovely. Yeah. Bit of classical music, maybe. Yeah. Um, we're not going to have time for your cameo story. We've run out of time, Sam. Unfortunately, we will if I tell it like this. After oh, my mum right. felt a bit bad because I said it was undignified. That, but... 
No. You've got, you, you got 10 minutes it. minimum. 10 minutes? That's fucking no. age. I was about to give you 10 seconds. No, I want right. 10 seconds. I'm joking. I got Nick Cotton to do a Mother's Day oh, message. That's it. Oh, get in. It, not, it was John Altman, but I specified I wanted to do it in the style of Nick and only referred to himself as Nick in the message. And to be fair to John Altman, he fucking delivered, mate. Well, I'm sure John Altman's not precious or anything. He's not going to get all these requests to go, I refuse to return to that role. I am no longer in the pay of the EastEnders production team. Nick Cotton was killed off. What's wrong with these people? This isn't canon. What about my other roles? I have played Captain Hook for four years running at Windsor (laughs) Theatre. No, he's brilliant. He's like, is I? And Omar. All that stuff. Fucking great. (laughs) Fucking lovely. Great. Mm. You can't get a recording of us you can play on the episode, can you? Uh, Yeah, I could play it out now if you want. Well, I'll tell you what, just uh, send it over and I'll, I'll stick it on the end after oh, the okay. music. Yeah. That'll I'll be nice. That. All right, lovely. Thanks for listening, everyone. And um, every step you take is a step towards your destiny. <laughs> the storm always passes in the end. Bren, or should I say, hello, Ma. <laughs> now, listen, I've been asked to wish you a very happy Mother's Day by your son, Sam. I ain't seen my old Ma in ages. She won't be getting any flowers from me, I'm telling you. Now, come on, eat up your dinner. Sam loves you lots and sends very best wishes for today. God bless. Have a fantastic time. Keep well, keep safe. From me, Nick. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.